are listening to Artificium Occulte Venatores, a Shadowrun actual play podcast by Relative Dimension. But, uh, Solomon, did you get all the info off this comlink of his? Yeah, there's not a whole lot, but I got it for what it's worth. Okay, then I'll leave him with his comlink. So I'll take the battery out. Okay. You now have that one comlink battery. <laughs> I'll put it underneath the, like the tire of the ambulance or something, but I'm, I'm just I, I didn't I just don't want him to be able to call immediately. The door, the wall parts as you get close to it over there, and there is a. Uh, it looks as though the portion that opens is for a person to go through, but it can be manually opened wider if it has to be to accommodate for some large things moving past this area. And you're in about a 12-foot-wide corridor that stretches about 10 feet before it hits another set of double doors that are open at the moment. They seem to be propped open. And beyond that looks like a huge warehouse-type area. Oh, goody. And if you proceed... You end up in a warehouse. Uh, Off to the left, you can see the loading dock doors up there. Um, There's a large, it's a large open area. There's a few tall shelves along the far wall and in the center, but it's a lot of open space. And you can clearly see where the cargo elevator is. It's actually a marked off section of the floor itself. Okay, Marigold, we're definitely in your area of expertise. Uh, do we need to worry about sensors in here or anything like that? Uh, depends on what kind of sensors. Like, uh, I mean, the Jesus Christ Marigold knows a lot more about this than I do. Uh, probably not, honestly. Uh, like, they wouldn't likely keep a place like this booby trap, you know, down in the basement that's got no or very little external access. Probably not. You get a text message. Uh, the elevator is ready to go and easy to operate. Alright, let's go find this fucker. Um, there is a small, uh, on one corner, kind of like a yellow uh, met- metallic pillar. Not a pillar. It's almost like a six-inch in diameter cylinder that stands up to about two feet and on top of it is a control panel with uh, a yellow button, a red button and a green button Uh, the yellow button has an indicator of uh, almost like a a small set of parallel lines that run horizontally with several lines connecting them together Uh, the red button says stop and the green button says uh, activate and the yellow button is between the red and the green buttons Marigold kind of looks at it and in AR above you it says uh, once you're on the words start appearing once you're on hit the yellow button and wait until it flashes and then you'll hit the green button that's the cargo elevator isn't it yeah basically a floor lift yeah okay Alright, so any place in particular uh, we need to be looking? Is there like a 
computer access or anything like that around here? Yeah, is there a terminal anywhere? Not in the warehouse. Is there just one sub-level? Yes. Okay. That you're aware of, there's one. Right, okay. Uh, so what we need to do is find R&D, probably? I would say so. I got nothing. Yet. I'm in agreement. Uh, Solomon, we're in a warehouse. Where's R&D from here? <laughs> Down. Oh, I thought we'd already. I thought we'd take in the service elevator or personal el- personnel. There's another L there. No, you left the showroom. Uh, came okay. into a warehouse. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, sorry, that's my bad. So, does this l- the cargo lift go down as well, not just up? Yeah, uh, it goes down to the sublevel R and D loading docks, etc. Down there. Used okay, to then I yeah. guess we're getting on the loading. Elevator, or did you want to go find a person? No. Eh, whatever. Solomon, is there anything that will indicate to security if we activate the uh, cargo elevator? Uh, you get a message that says nothing obvious. Okay. We're right here. Might as well use it. Yep. Alright, so as long as you're on board with this? Yep. Yep, and then we all get on and. Uh, you can see the outline of it. Uh, the yellow cylinder is standing just on the outer edge of that outline. And presuming you guys push the yellow button like instructed, two sets of railings raise up from the floor, one on the inside of that outline, one on the outside of that outline, to about a meter tall. And then the yellow button flashes. The green one? Yes. All right. There's a shutter, and then the whole floor begins to lower down. One set of railings separates you from the outer edge of this floor lift, and one set of railings stays, uh, keeping anybody from stumbling off from up above. And after you guys are about 10 feet below, uh, temporary floors seem to close from underneath the main floor, uh, most of it, to block so that it can close up. All right. And you guys drop about... 50 feet and it eventually comes to a rest on the ground Um, in a darker area there is a very light glow around here there's not a whole lot of obvious lights besides almost like that's not really emergency lighting but just power saver mode I guess Hmm. and you get a message that says I can get lights on if you need them I don't think we do no need here I'm good yeah no we're good and then you have an arrow appears uh, off in the distance. Uh, I think the uh, R and D is through there. Seriously, y'all don't play video games. Like this I isn't don't... like weird to you. What game should I play? Message pops up. Uh, never mind. I think she was talking to Solomon, and unfortunately, most of the time I ask a lot of myself or busy doing our studies with the church. It's, it's, it's just a general feeling like any of the the, the goal-oriented ones instead of the, you, you know, I don't I do not do the whole, the, well, I, whatever, just go. Yeah. Moving on. Um, through the doors, you are in uh, what looks like sectioned off by glass walls. So there are a lot of transparent walls. Uh, it is dimly lit, but you can see through them into other areas. And it looks like you are in a place where on one side um, seems to be banks and banks of what looks like they might be MRI machines. 
Um, another area has a whole lot of light tables and places that people can wander around them. The light tables themselves are maybe two meters by two meters. A few of them are longer, maybe two meters by six meters. Um, some of them do seem to have actual paper schematics strewn across them um, on one side through a glass wall. Uh, they all have glass doors too, by the way. Looks to be a kitchen area and or uh, employee dining area, break area. There are some tables, a uh, sink, vending machines. And you're in um, an estimation would probably be a 100 meter by 50 meter area that's sectioned off into these cubicles for nothing else to call them. All right. Uh, and you get a message. I don't know which one from here is the one you need. There's not much info here. But there does not seem to be anybody on the floor that I have noticed. Well, that's handy. And you said they're all glass doors, right? Yeah. Glass We're partitions. Or rather, I should say transparent put walls and yeah. doors. Yeah. We're just making this too easy on us. We can literally just look into each fucking freaking... Uh, Bragging, whatever. Room. Let's see if what we're after is in there. Which is what Marigold does. Kind of just figure, you know. Um, Solomon's icon reses into a, into view here. And he kind of walks up to one of the transparent things. And it says they, they seem to be reactive in a way. And he kind of holds a hand up to it. And uh, right around his hand, it turns kind of an opaque white. Oh, they can be, I guess, blocked off if whoever's working needs privacy. And momentarily, that whole wall turns opaque white and then transparent again. Huh. Interesting. Neat. Marigold sounds distinctly bored, even as she says neat. And the spaces between the walls and the doors themselves are wide enough that they would fit on the, like, 10 feet at least. 10 to 15 feet wide between any two walls so that large things can be maneuvered down here. And everybody give me a visual perception check. Uh, what is that now? Ooh, what's my mental limit? <laughs> oh, right, I'm on sight. So it's seven. Five hits. Two hits here. Two hits as well. All right. Um, Marigold, as you guys are uh, proceeding through here, looking through the walls, you notice up ahead... There seems to be, uh, on the far side, a partition that is opaque. Um, none of you have noticed anything that looks like where you would be wanting to go, uh, or the thing you would be wanting to retrieve, rather, in any of the transparent rooms that you're passing on the way through here. So you guys are pretty much sure that it is happening through that door on the far side. Um, Ascalon... You notice um, on uh, between you and that wall, there seems to be two sections of the floor that are uh, perforated to show an outline of something. Probably about a meter by a meter square. We'll go two meters by two meters square. Both of these outlines. They are spaced about two meters apart as well. And Adranus as this is applying. You guys notice that um, further beyond that, from the ceiling, seems to be a place for a drop-down 
uh, partition as though it can be sealed in that area. So to clarify, you're about a, in a 15-foot hallway uh, from the far wall that you're trying to get to to about 30 feet out. Looks like it can be sealed off with something dropping from the ceiling. And then in that area, just outside of the door you're trying to get to, seems to be two two-meter square sections of the floor that are separated, similar to the way the floor lift elevator was separated. So something may pop up or drop down from there. Lovely. Booby traps? Uh, and Probably. I was, I was asking in character. Solomon, uh, text message, because his image is not there at the moment. Stand by. Uh, they are not part of the host, whatever they are. I'm not seeing any wireless communications. It might be manual. Federal security design, maybe tease out what they might be. Sure. I feel like that's a good role for this. I'm going to astrally perceive again. Uh, three hits. Uh, three hits with the layout of stuff. The the floor sections may be pop-up turrets. The uh, thing from the ceiling... Um, Oh, I didn't clarify. In through these doors, the ceiling is not fifty feet tall like it was out in the where the cargo lift was. Mm-hmm. You just came down fifty feet, so the ceiling is about fifteen feet high as well. So it might drop a sealed partition to lock uh, somebody into that area when pop-up turrets pop up. And the only oh. reason, probably, well, a main reason to seal it might be is if they also release a type of uh, inhalation agent. Otherwise, there's no reason to seal it behind bullet shooting, if that's the case. And astrally perceiving. You see uh, what is very obviously a mana barrier up ahead. There's a mana barrier up ahead. Huh. We must be in the right place. Probably. Oh, uh, right. Those, uh, probably turrets pop out of the floor, just so you know. Not sure what'll set them off. Uh, however, like, uh, so, if y'all haven't caught on, I'm slightly magic-ish. Uh, call me an adept, I guess, whatever. But, uh, I don't leave traces when I walk, so if it's, like, pressure sensors or whatever, I won't set them off. Except the mana barrier might slow you down. I mean, I can turn it off if I concentrate. Well, all my and spells will pop. Where exactly is the mana barrier start at? She's gonna ask the one who can perceive. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna move. At what point do you think the sensors would pick me up if I get too close? Uh, don't get too close. Well, I don't how, f- I don't, how far I don't. out is the furthest turret? Oh, the turrets are like right by the door here. Off to the side, I'll draw a little sketch here. Well, I'd just basically walk up to about, I'd say, 30 feet of the barrier, so 10 meters. I'd be like, it's right there. (laughs) About 10 meters in front front of me. Where's that in relation? Oh, right. You said those are right by the door, so... So, in the upper right corner of the gray square that I drew, I'll draw the Ah, hallway. Right, so you have the hallway you're in. You have the the doors are on that top wall. You have two, and these are not obviously to scale, but a two-meter 
raised platform separated by about two meters and then a meter on either side of the wall. The section of the, the wall that looks like it might drop down and seal is about 30 feet away, so 10 meters. And the mana barrier is right at that spot. Okay. So the mana barrier is at that spot as well. Dang it. So Marigold looks at... A, that was a Dryness that saw the mana barrier and everything, right? Yes. All right. Uh, sorry, <laughs> he completely blanked for a second on who that was. Uh, so she turns to Adranus. Uh, so, mana barriers. How do they work again? Like, I know magic and that that they don't, like, whatever, but... Well, basically, any magical effect that you have ongoing, like my spells, for example, that I have going right now, I would have to defeat whatever level this guy casted it at to pass through it without losing my spells. Uh, I don't know how that, but if, like right now, I'm actually perceiving, which means I would not be able to pass through the barrier regardless because to me, right now, it's a solid wall. If I stop astrally perceiving, I should be able to pass through freely, but again, I have to beat all my spells through it too. If I pass through without turning off my spells first, then he may become aware of the fact that whoever casted that spell may become aware of the fact that somebody just passed through a barrier. Right, but but like like if I pass through with just suppressing my powers, suppressing my abilities, uh... You should pass through like a normal person and it wouldn't right. affect you. And that won't set anything off, probably? It shouldn't, but remember, and... you would be... You would... You would leave traces because you would and, no longer be able to not leave a trace. Anything and once that I'm you use to conceal yourself, it would trigger. So I don't know where the sensors begin for those turrets and the mana barrier ends. If they're overlapping, then you're screwed before you even get through the barrier. If they're overlapping, you're fine. If they're not, if the because the mana barrier doesn't affect the sensors. Okay, so knowing this, uh, knowing what I do now, does that three hits on security design give me any idea of where? It, well, hell, I'm um, guessing. What what is Marigold's anyway. uh, Arcana? Does she have Arcana? <laughs> no. Does Adranus have Arcana? Yes, he does. Roll Arcana. I mean, I I'm not even that. asking on the magical aspect. I'm asking of like if they if the turrets are sensor like have a uh, pressure sensors that set them off. Like, well, that doesn't really make sense either because you have to have. I guess they could turn them on at a certain time of night, which would probably be now. They could turn them on, in which case they might have motion sensors of a certain way. Uh, Solomon did not detect any wireless communication on them, so they may not be by the matrix, but they still might have a short range radio mm-hmm. identifiers or something like that. So if you had the equivalent of a radio broadcasting RFID check, ID tag that it senses, it might deactivate it for those types of things. Um, that type of thing. Uh, and Adranus with your Arcana, you notice something you said was slightly wrong there. Um, actually, what is your Arcana level? It's only rank one. And Adranus is a mystic adept? Or a caster? Uh, we just lost him. Sorry, yes. Which one? Mystic Adept. Okay. Uh, Adept Powers? 
tend to be unaffected by mana barriers. Oh, okay. Correction, you should be able to pass through without a problem, as long as as long as long she's not astrally perceiving, correct? I'm still right, right about that part. Correct. No, I as long as you're not anyway. astrally perceiving, you're so fine. I never through. learned how. I never learned how. That's fine. I never learned how to read. So I'm kidding. But traceless hey. walk, uh, <laughs> if it is <laughs> vibration or ground pressure sensors, traceless walk, traceless walk should be able to defeat that. If it is just proximity motion, it wouldn't. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it's not. <laughs> uh, with that three hits on, uh, I- I'm assuming either are ra- rather likely as the other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you can defeat just pure motion sensors by moving slow enough, right? So if I, like, combine the two... In theory? Like, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Like, rules is written, but I've never actually used those rules before. Marigold's played enough video games that it makes sense. <laughs> right. Uh, well, she's also the B&E expert. Like, that's that was her role on a runner team. Uh, so, hopefully. Let, let, let's, alright. Let's do this. Uh, she kind of gives that two-fingered kind of half-salute wave thing and see you on the other side. And she kind of, this is really weird because it's anticlimactic because, you know, she looks like she's getting ready for it and just kind of slowly slides her way right. past the mana what, what kind of drugs is Marigold currently taking? Only psych, currently. And does Marigold have any type of initiative boosting modifications? Uh, I can with adrenaline boost. But not currently active, no. Alright, so give me a sneaking plus agility as you try to move slow. Okay, and this is still an urban environment, thank God. Yes. Five hits. Alright, you defeat the test. Uh, You have to beat a threshold three test to move slow enough to get through something like that. Sweet. Uh, so Marigold, you guys watch as she kind of very slowly starts to creep uh, about a half a meter per combat turn. And you got 10 meters to go, so that's about a minute and a half, a minute? Yeah, about a minute to creep all the way up there. And uh, nothing seems to pop out of the ground. Nothing seems to fall from the ceiling to set it off or anything like that. Oh, getting the son of a bitch out of here is going to be interesting. Alright, uh, is the door, uh, the door, is it locked? Um, it doesn't seem to be. Oh, neat. Do you require assistance? I don't think so. Uh, I'll give keep it a, watch. Giving it a quick once-over, is, is there any sign of, like, an alarm or anything that might activate should I open this currently? Like, without, without knowing it's there? Like, uh... Um, there's nothing obvious. There's no, uh, um, give me a logic intuition roll. Oh, thank God I took that psych. (laughs) Two hits. Yeah, so normally you get a feeling (laughs) of the patterning behind things if there's hidden sensors or or wall or uh, alarms or wires. Sometimes there's a giveaway. Um, you're not seeing any place that looks like they would be connected to. Um, there is a uh, like a palm scanner, but it doesn't look as though it, it reads the print per se, as though just warmth or whatever being pressed against it. 
so it's not like a security deterrent, but more of an ease of getting doors activated type of thing. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get on in. So you put your palm up against it? Yep. Alright. Doing so, it kind of uh, changes slight color from black to a slight orange as it reads body heat, and then the doors slowly start to part open. Okay. And they... Go ahead. Can I move up to where the uh, potential thing that we think might sliding out of the ceiling is? Is that beyond the mana barrier? They're right at the same spot. Okay, then I will get close enough to it that if it decides to drop down, I can try and jam something. Okay. Uh, The doors part to the width of the entire hallway. Okay. She'll take... And inside looks like a uh, another workroom. There's a whole lot of uh, equipment hanging from the ceilings, uh, work arms, supports, things like that. Um, on one section, kind of propped up on uh, some type of rig that looks like there's a whole bunch of sensors around it and things like that. Looks to be about a meter and a half tall. Um, not exactly anthropomorphic. But uh, almost like a, a drone. It looks like it has uh, both treads for maneuvering and the ability to uh, lift them independently as though walking. And it seems to have, uh, <laughs> for lack of better, for speeding that up, picture an astromech droid type of thing. It's not exactly cylindrical. But it is that general shape, and it seems to have a whole bunch of compartments for working arms to pop out of, for things like that. And it seems to fit the space of that one missing, that void in the one display. And on okay. one of the walls, there is a um, electronic display that looks as though it's capacitive or whatever, so there's a whole bunch of messages written onto it. There's a few styluses laying on a shelf so that people can write onto it. Not exactly dry erase board, but similar. Smart board. Yeah. And a quick glance seems to be that their estimated uh, time of having it ready is uh, two days from now. And uh, there's lots of words, you know, deadline, Sunday. uh, There's a whole bunch of scribbles on uh, possible delay, solve, possible delay, solve, you know, a whole bunch of that type of thing. Shit I don't care about, except that it tells me this is what I'm after. So, yeah, she'll, uh, I guess, still probably moving cautiously, because she's got no clue what sensors may or may not be in here. I really need to look at gear to be able to sense those. Um, but anyway, still moving, you know, kind of slowly, cautiously, uh, will, uh, you know, approach it. Okay. And, uh, this is a, how heavy does this thing look? Uh, it looks very heavy. <sighs> All right. So she's going to grab it with her cyber arm. And is there any, like, obvious way that this could be carried? Uh, probably, like, what I'm what I'm kind of imagining with the size that you said this thing is, like, uh, uh, basically grabbing it with her cyber arm and then just kind of heaving it sort of onto her back as she, you know, kind of holds it one arm above and just kind of rests it on her back. Hold on one moment. Like, I know this, I know this shit ain't going to be easy to move. Like, I'm expecting that. She also doesn't want to risk trying to turn it on and maybe breaking something or something because God knows she knows she doesn't know shit about Drek. <laughs> All right, lift carry. Hence why I uh, specified the cyber arm. It's stronger. I forget by how much. 
Oh right, it's only a partial two. Oh right, it's only like. Oh, let's see if you average the strength of the full limb. Well, I guess it depends on how coordinated you want to make this. All right, let's carry. What is your base strength? Mm, okay, my base meat strength is four. Okay. Whole body and... average is six. Okay, and the cyber arm is eight. Uh, the cyber, uh, let's see, the cyber limb is, it's averaging that weird because the cyber limb is only partial and is strength seven. Okay. So give me a body strength. Uh, this is going to use your average. Okay, the, let's see, the whole body? Yes. Whole body average. Hero Lab is reading as six. All right. Uh, body plus strength, that's six, nine, I think pre-edge 13 or post-edge. I think I'm going to pre-edge this. Four hits? Okay. That's actually pretty shit for a pre-edged 13. So, with your cyber arm, uh, you feel, uh, in attempting to lift it, that you can get it up off of this, the, the rig that it is propped on. The sensor oh, rig or whatever. I lied. My base strength is seven because I have muscle replacement three. Okay. I forgot about that. The cyber the cyber arm actually doesn't do anything because it's strength seven. Okay. It's the same. Okay, so yeah. My bad. At Hero Lab's doing things weird. So I technically have one more die. Let's see if I can get an exploding six. Nope. <laughs> Alright, so with the seven, uh, you can lift it up. Uh, and you feel that carrying it is going to be a bit beyond you. Like, can't at all? Um, like very short distances. It's not just the shape of it, which is awkward, but it is heavy. It's a lot heavier than it should be for what it is. You're almost guessing, based on the weight distribution, that it is uh, weighted in a way to help make sure it doesn't fall over. It has a very, very low center of gravity so that it can, with its treads, climb up uh, steeper inclines than it might otherwise be able to. So, In other words, with a 7, you can carry 70 kilos, and each strength hit gives you an extra 10 kilos, and this is probably in the 150 kilo range. And also... Uh, Hold on. Uh, 15 per point of strength. It's 15 per hit, actually. Lifting, yes. Not carrying. Oh, right. Carrying's different. Yeah. Alright. I'm so close, though. Damn it, I pre-edged that bitch, too. Ugh. But you can get it off of the rig, and you notice that as you try to maneuver it to, to, like, try to get it over your shoulder or over your back to lean on you as carrying it, it seems to actively try to redistribute its weight when it senses that it seems to be tipping or whatever. So that's part of the reason, too. Yeah. Uh, you can get it on the okay. ground, and it stands on its treads uh, on its own. Yeah, but it will set off whatever it... She still doesn't actually know what sensors are out in the hall. She's kind of going along with the assumption that actually it might be both movement, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, either, you know, ground vibration or pressure sensors, whatever. Uh so, carrying this thing is kind of the best way to get it out of here. Uh, Levitate? Quick, uh, 
I have mana barriers, the problem. Uh, she'll send a quick DNI to Adranus and. Is Ascalon magic? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. She knows this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, send a quick DNI to them. Uh, little heavier than I thought. Can either of you do anything to make me stronger? I can't. Sorry. I'm not a spell slinger. All right. All right. Ascalon. Uh, he's stronger than she is, right? We've determined this. Or at least... Strength of four. Never mind. Uh, well, I mean, working together. But, uh, is there any way I could try that again? See if I can't maybe eke more hits out. Would you incur a penalty uh, for that? Yes. You'd be at minus two. Is there anything that looks like that's around there to actually move it in and out? Actually, yeah. hold on. Is there a terminal in here? In here, yes. Alright. I'm not a decker, but I've got a data jack. I was wondering if I don't check into that, like, tell me if this makes any sense at all or if I'm talking out my ass. Uh, but I'm wondering if there might be a way to turn off those defenses from that terminal? It's possible. Alright, well, first of all, she'll ask Solomon, hey, uh, is this terminal, uh, connected? Can you see it? I cannot. Alright, uh, well next she'll check, is it on? Uh, there is a button to turn it on. Okay, it's not well, currently let's turn on. that on. Let's okay. turn that on. Uh, you turn on, it boots rather relatively quickly. Uh, I'm not seeing anything. Alright, so she'll uh, plug into it directly with her data jack. Yeah, find it, you know. What are you looking at? What do you mean? Well, you're asking me if I see something. What are you looking at? It's a terminal in here. Oh. Um, can you plug into it? Yeah, it's a terminal. I'm pretty sure she'll start looking for the... No. Okay, uh, don't the... be alarmed. Universal data port. Yeah. I hate it when you start sentences with like like with that, just just so that you're aware. Well, I'm that's why I'm warning you, don't don't be alarmed. Also, um About what? Uh, uh I'm going to try to hack your comlink. No, I mean <laughs> go for it. But you break it, you're buying me a new one. Uh, uh Solomon, okay. can't she can't can she just can't you just ask her to give you permission to use her comlink? Uh, a voice speaks out from the comlink speaker. Yes, I could have done that. Okay. I barely know how to work the thing anyway. It's probably faster for him to hack it. All right. Uh, hold hold the comlink up so that uh, the visual display, uh, the camera, points at what you're looking at. All right. Uh, all right. No pan left. Pan 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 right. Pan down. Okay. Plug in there. All right. Pull the data jack out the side of her head and plug it in. He waits. So you plugged in from your data jack into the terminal? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so he waits. Alright, come on, plug it in. The the comlink should have a port plug in from the comlink to the terminal. Fucking Right. Fine. More specific, please. Read. And when you do, the the lights on the comlink start to flash. Oh, okay, so it's disconnected from the matrix. Interesting. Uh, okay, I have schematics. Oh, there's a free rolling mode. Uh, there's a little lever on the lower end on the inside of one of the treads that kind of puts it into neutral so you can push it. Uh, that right. does not and the change security it lower. Uh, oh, there's something about the security. Make sure the audio broadcaster is installed. Uh, there's no checklist on w- to whether that was installed or not, though. Uh, apparently, a sound will disable 
the security. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Lucius apparently has a short-range broadcaster that will also bypass security. I don't know who Dr. Lucius is. Uh, he's supposed to escort this thing out. Uh, however, do you have a, a radio broadcaster? Uh. Maybe a, uh, a transceiver, microtransceiver? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, I can uh, rewire that, but I'll destroy it in the process. Go for it, they're cheap. Actually, I can show you how to do it. Uh, and AR, yeah. AR uh, window pops up with instructions on separate this panel, take this wire. Very. That, yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, right. All right. Reattach this wire to this this stud type of thing and uh-huh. give me a hardware check or default minus one. And hardware is logic linked, of course. Uh, is it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you have hardware? Nope. This is... Uh, all right. Well, he is assisting you, so hold on one moment. Technically, since I'm unskilled, I can't take any assistance. Oh, you can edge. Yes, I can, and I believe I'm going to pre-edge this. I don't think post-edging two dice is ever worth it. Nope. Four hits on six dice. Alright, so the the video that he shows you oddly makes a whole lot of sense. And the tools that are like stripping this little bit of wire, your fingernails can just do the same thing because it's very thin coating and stuff like that. And you manage to get this microtransceiver into a radio broadcast that's uh, localized instead of its original function. And you like to around for something. A moment later, you get an audio file. All right, play this as you go by. Uh, keep it going constantly. He gives you a volume level. And as long as that is playing, the motion sensor should not trip. I've never been more glad that I didn't take gremlins on a character. <laughs> it's one of my favorite qualities to give characters. Uh, so yeah, uh, she will follow those instructions to the letter. Okay, so you can put it into free rolling mode, where it becomes re- relatively easy to push on its own treads. And with that broadcasting, uh, it's not really music or anything. It is a, s- a series of pips of... Uh, clicks and beeps and stuff like that Uh, but as you roll it past uh, carefully you know not knowing if it's going to work or not nothing seems to happen until you are past the mana barrier area a ringtone from a nokia phone that's what it is it is old Mm -hmm. dial-up tones anyways as soon as you get it past there i can actually move my levitate spell to it i cast it at force five so i mean I should be able to lift it, right? Force 1 should do it. Well, I was sustaining it at Force 5, so... Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, it ain't hard to push, like... For the getting over the wall, yeah, that'd be great. The reason I kept on sustaining levitate, because I didn't know how big this sucker was. (laughs) Right. Alright, sure. Okay, I got it from here. Uh, I mean, you can keep it on free roving, but I'll move the spell to it. That way I can... Pick it up and lift it if we need to. Sure. All right. So uh, I say we start heading out of here, and about the time we hit... Actually, hold on. We should probably go out that side door this time, so we'll be closer to the 
uh, entrance that Asura and L will be coming. I, I, I say we signal them once we hit the door, so let's get going now. I agree. I get back on the uh, loading dock, right? Are we going all the way up? Cargo escalator. Elevator. Escalator. <laughs> Cargo yeah. elevator. Cargo elevator. I mean, there's only... There was only really one level, right? There, there was no partial way up? <laughs> no. You're sub-basement and then up to ground floor. And this cargo elevator looks like it only goes to the ground floor. Right. Makes so sense. getting back on, uh, the rails raise up again, and it starts to, to raise up into uh, towards the ceiling. And when you're about 10 meters below it, the temporary floor that rolled into place for safety parts again. And the railings on the upper floor are still up. So it settles back into place. And then you can manually, with the yellow button again, lower both of those sets of guardrails so that you can get it out. And as you do so, uh, you notice that uh, in one corner, uh, you hear something and turn and see a uh, one of the guards kind of... Uh, it looks like he's leaning up against one of the shelves with his head inclined slightly. And what you heard was his, his boots stepping into place. And he's like, hey, hey, Earl. Good evening, Earl. And he kind of leans back up against the, the shelf. Kind of in a secluded area from almost anywhere else except where you're coming up. And it looks like he is dozing because I roll for crap tonight. He, he, he came down here to catch a couple 40 winks, didn't he? Yeah. God, they make it so easy. Most of most of my detection rolls have either been zero hits or glitches, or critical glitches. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Security is one of the most boring jobs on the planet. So them being already bored after two and a half hours isn't surprising. Yeah, I mean this Marigold. one was dozing, so I only rolled two, and I got a one and a two. Earlier I rolled five, and I got a two, three, and three ones. <laughs> the security is very lax. It's like they're asking for us to take it. <laughs> Somebody might be losing their jobs after tonight. Well, the thing of it is, is we're going to walk out, load this thing onto the truck, and then we're going to be like standing around for like 15 minutes going, are the guards ever coming for us? <laughs> 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 anyway, so kind of, uh, I guess, making our way past the guard. Yeah. Kind of slowly just walking past him. <laughs> um, the dotted lines pop up again. Uh, this is the quickest way to an exit. And he's actually leading you towards the loading dock side door. Uh, any way we could get a path to that uh, western door closest to the one we entered? Closest to the personnel entrance? The gate? Is uh, it sure. The gate that's pre-hacked? No, the, the, the gate, the gated entrance that the van gopher will be crashing through. Closest one to that. Uh, yes. He redirects. Like not love this bastard too far. He redirects his line and starts going this way. And, uh, as he, as the line is leading to you, uh, arrows start appearing in the distance. Um, I'm finding comlinks active. Uh, they are spread out at the moment, however, and then he starts telling you, all right, turn right here, go down this way, duck into this hall, wait, into the bathroom, quick, you know, that type of thing. 
And uh, when the guards do walk by, you can hear them. They're com- conversing, sometimes talking about uh, personal problems that they're going on, sometimes talking about how boring it is, slow night. Yeah, well, it's always <laughs> a slow night. It's like, I wonder what happened to uh, um, Earl. He was supposed to be setting up that display tonight. Yeah, maybe we should find him, huh? Well, I maybe needed some time. Give him a little bit. And then you get to a door on the outer edge. Nice. Uh, send the uh, predetermined emoji signal <laughs> to Asura and L. Just kind of, you know, thumbs up or the 100 emoji. The 100 emoji? <laughs> Something. The Whatever signal to crash the gate. The signal to crash the gate. All right. Well, look, they were bored. They wanted some excitement. You know what? <laughs> Why don't we give them some excitement? Wait one second. Uh, do this. Like I imagine this happening as we exit the building, crash through the gate, and then we kind of yeah, dash for the vehicle. Or do it at a leisurely pace if they react as quickly as they've been all night. <laughs> well, having to, having to levitate the thing means you'd be going slow, so it's probably better to have... Asura, crash the gate, pull up to the edge, get it on there, and then, you know, drive back out. That too. Exactly. All right. So you said there was the bar and then the inner gate, but it would be open until they they basically close it, right? Yes. All right. And that'd be the one down the bottom? No, the blue. No, this one here. I think I don't see one. Oh, that one. The blue. Okay, I see it. Yeah, hence why we're coming out of this store here. Yeah. Which would be the eastern wall, not the western wall, but yeah. Oh, right. okay, okay. Right. That's my bad. <laughs> so, wait, what's in between here? Is that just yard or something? Or I'm confused. It, it is, uh, like, paved area, but it's not actual parking or lanes. It, it's drivable. Okay, okay. That's what I was making sure. I was like, I'm not trying to drive through trees or anything. No. Okay. All right. So I'll, you know, put myself around the corner, and then when I get to a nice little straightaway before the gate, I gun it and charge it. Because, you right. know, why not? Uh, you don't need a driving roll to hit a guard barrier. Yeah, I expect not. Pretty right. much I'm just going to stop up to, or slow down and stop when I get up to whoops, uh, to the door itself. Yes. Uh, with the levitation active, it's easy to get it on there. Uh, you do need, however, a driving roll now because this added weight to maneuver back out so that you can get out the gate easily. That's okay. okay he'll have an increased whatever spell on. Him. Yes, I will have an increased spell. Correct. Her. Asura's female, right? Yes, she is. Okay. Normally, <laughs> I mean, she can look male. She felt like it, right. but most of the time she's female. I think the spell is already there. No, he didn't. We uh, we told him not to cast it until he gets out here. No, I haven't casted it yet. Okay. So Yeah, so he wasn't sustaining another spell while going through. Right. That was the plan. And I didn't think me driving through that thing would have been that difficult in the first place. None of my heavy driving will be until after we get it inside the, the, the vehicle, so. Also, just to note, Marigold will be in the bed of the tr- this thing. I'm just basically going to have him roll down the window. I touch him, I grab him, cast a spell, and then I hop into the bed of the truck, too, because uh, I think it's just L. And him up How front. many does the gopher seat? Uh, yours was modified. Right. Those stats are in... Okay. It has so, three seats, uh, yeah. but 
more the, could fit in the bed. <laughs> yeah, more could fit in the bed. Yeah, so you kind of have to strap it in or something, right? Do it. With the weight of it and people... It's not going anywhere. <laughs> the handling drops down to three instead of four. Of course. Right. Alright. So, what kind of boost do I get from you, Castaway? Give me a second here. Okay. I need to think about maybe picking up a Mentor Spirit. Oh, wait, that's like 40 karma post-gen. Or no, wait, no, that's a 10 karma quality at gen. That's only 20 karma. Well? Well, that... You resisted the drain. You, you want to recast that? <laughs> Zero hit. I'm just and... making sure I didn't accidentally blow myself up or something. No, not a lot of ones. Just fours and threes. Yeah. Just, yeah. How many dice did you roll? A six, uh, 11? Zero hits? Wow, that's impressive, actually. Second verse? Let's be different from the first. There you go. That's a little bit better. Was that an edge reroll, or was that just casting it again? I was just casting it again because I got the feeling that I got the, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, a couple seconds. I mean, these Hold guards, on, let me try that again. The, 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 the response time for these guards, I'm not sure what it is, but it doesn't look like it will be very impressive at this point. The, uh, when, as soon as you crashed the gate, there was a siren uh, facility wide that started to play, obviously kind of on speakers throughout the place to alert that something was going on. Kind of an uh-huh. emergency siren klaxon thing. Um, you get up and stop as they load the thing in with the levitation and the Adranus casts a spell a couple times on you. You notice he's patting you on the shoulder and you're not feeling any differently until a moment later. Uh, at which point you see, uh, everybody sees, coming from around the corner uh, this way, down towards the south end. A couple guards are on foot, and it looks like oh, at the moment... Um, to clarify, I would have uh, changed the uh, the the, um, the van to the, the logo van. I figured as much. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Um, at first, they're looking towards the gate where something happened, and it's not until you take off that they kind of glance over you and see the Corp logo truck with the prototype in the back uh, speeding towards the gate. Uh, roll me an initiative. Just a tr- uh, sir, other. What do the five hits give me? Just so I know, uh, is that is that your reaction has increased by five? Right? Okay, I'm just making sure. I wasn't sure what the what the if there was a trade off or not. Oh, that's straight increased reaction. So four is your cap. So you get that increase of four uh, points. Right to my reaction. Yes. All right. On cool. Yay! I have a seven total now. Okay. And you wanted me to roll initiative? Yes. What's your base reaction? Uh, three. Oh. Not great. Wait. Okay. Um, my token is... I don't see my token. Oh, there's no token on here yet. Oh. So, drag one out. I don't know. Based on these guards, you know, I was actually <laughs> thinking about shooting at them, but then I was like, wait, my gun's silenced. They wouldn't figure out where the damn bullets came from. Marigold's first reaction was to shoot them as well, but then she's like, wait a minute, they're supposed to... <laughs> we need them to follow us. Hopefully no, they shoot at them. Not intentionally trying to hit them, just have bullets go over their heads, but they wouldn't notice the bullets. <laughs> I don't think the sniper I picked, or I guess, I don't think it's actually a sniper. I think it's like... Okay, if you hit one with a sniper rifle, I think they'll figure out which way that came from. Oh no, it is actually a sniper rifle. 
Wait, where'd my initiative roll go? Why well, can never find it on this character sheet? Uh, it is... It's on page one, and it's down halfway. Yeah, it's on the main page. On the right side. Right underneath defense, but above weapons. To the right of attribute rolls and movement. Oh, duh. It's right in front of me. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen. You only have one initiative? Yes, I only have one. Okay. So... Uh, as you're taking off, the guard in the gate has already started the process of closing uh, the iron fence, so I need a driving roll. Ah. Damn it, Solomon, I thought you were going to stop that. I was trying. He's doing it manually. Oh. Well, that's ten dice, so, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. If I had cast it out myself, that would have been, um, seven. <laughs> Alright. Uh, pilot groundcraft. Okay. Wow, that sucked. To re-roll that, <laughs> so I'd be re-rolling how many dice? I was hoping not to use nine. Nine dice? Yeah, sure. It's not really early. Yeah, that's true. It's just unfortunately the first you've been, you know. If you only have two edge, it's early. I have, I have three. Oh well, then you're fine. <laughs> Me rolling it this early, that would be questionable. Uh, four more, so six. Okay. Six, you can squeeze through the space as they're starting to close it. Uh, as you get out, uh, you can see in rearview mirrors, and those in the bed can see that uh, guards themselves are running towards cars in the parking lot and getting into them. So as soon as the gate closes, and you guys are on the other side of it, so it didn't... <laughs> Work. They're starting to open it again. <laughs> this is going to be harder than we saw it. Do I have to wait for them? Maybe I should look like my car is not working for a moment and just slow down. Make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, actually, uh, why don't you pull out a map, an actual physical map, and just be like, uh... Oh, are they chasing us now? Okay, we gotta go. That would oh, I was be thinking. So I was. Funny. I was gonna check and was like, eh, did I pick up Flair? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since you are attempting to stay in range, yes. So I'm gonna kind of stop down the road and make it look like like we're having engine problems or something like that. Okay, so you can set the distance of when you want the chase to actually start. Uh, they're short, medium, long, and extreme. If you ever get further away than extreme, they lose you. All right, I guess we should start at medium. That's a nice one. I don't want them, like, right on top of me. I'd just start at long and try to stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you don't have to make breakaway maneuvers since you're trying to stay in range. Uh, okay. I start yelling to make it look like I'm upset about the fact that the car is up. Using Con to try and make it a convincing performance. We're all convinced at your performance. Of course, all they can all they can hear is me yelling because I'm still invisible. So in the city, this is going to be handling environment. So any of your hits will be limited by your handling. Um, and I just realized the time. Is anybody good to keep going, or should we break it here? Um, I'm okay for the moment. I'm still doing my testing anyway, so I, I have I have uh, three, four more chapters to go. I don't, I don't mind if you guys want to continue doing the card chase, but I got to bounce out of here like soon. I soon. work in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we can pause it here. 
Okay, so right, right at the car chase. That's right okay. Right at the car chase. Uh, 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 you know, Elle's not here either, so it gives yeah. a chance for Elle to jump and actually do something too. You know. Yeah. You and Elle get the spotlight next time. That's true. <laughs> Although we'll all be probably being shot. At. We'll see. I won't. I'm still invisible. Where are they shooting at? They can't hit me. They can't see me. <laughs> well, see, look, we have their merchandise, so there's a possibility they don't want to shoot us, and they'll just try to overtake us. This is true, too. Alright, thank you, everybody that's in the Twitch stream. We're going to be calling it a night now. Bye. Bye, Twitch people. Bye. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has given permission to Relative Dimension to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Relative Dimension in any official capacity whatsoever. Relative Dimension is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The intro is Church Music from Sirenscape. The outro is Double Cross, off the Shadowrun Return soundtrack, used with permission from Harebrain Schemes. And thank you to Sirenscape for the additional music and sound effects. You can find more information at sirenscape.com. If you would like to get in touch with the Relative Dimension, you can visit our website at relativedimension.com. You can contact us, email, at podcast at relativedimension.com. You can visit our Facebook at facebook.com slash relativedimensionpodcast. You can check us out on Twitter at relativedpod. You can check out our Patreon if you wish to support us at patreon.com slash relativedimension.com. 